You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we have the second episode in our three-part Looking Back series, which is in honor of celebrating our 10th season of the podcast. Today, we're looking back at our parenting experience so far, which is so cool to do with you because we became parents within two years of Mm -hmm. each other. We were living next door to each other, and we were making this podcast together by the the time I had Cedric and you adopted the girls. So that's really cool. It's quite a time capsule Mm -hmm. of our parenting. Mm -hmm. So many of you listeners have been along for that ride as well. And we do thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you for being. Thank you for being here and bearing with us. Yes. So we have lots of shared experience, but also many differences too that will be interesting to compare. So we'll have lots to look back on, but first, what's been happening in your neighborhood lately? Okay, I'm very excited that there's a Torchy's Tacos. Oh my gosh. Coming soon to Gilbert, but there is one now like the next little city over in Queen Creek. And now tell me this, is this a original in Austin thing? Are they just popular in Austin? Definitely original. There was only the one location for a long, long time before they started having other locations. And now they're, you know, even outside of Texas. I would say so excited. It is my favorite, like semi fast food taco Mm -hmm. shop, you know, just like a taqueria kind of situation, not like a fancy Mexican restaurant, but just so delicious Mm -hmm. a fun menu yep so many options they serve alcohol too yes I just love it so much I I had never experienced a torchies until I went on my girls trip to Austin and now I'm like where else can we stick a torchies around here so I'm very excited about this I am very excited because they serve breakfast tacos which is a staple food group and meal in texas and in austin and for some reason kind of doesn't exist it's like huge breakfast burritos everywhere else right and i'm like no i just want a little taco like i want a couple of them yeah so i'm very excited to have that in my life again so exciting well i want to share that Maeve and I have been loving story time at the library so that is in our in our neighborhood yes i am just Loving that experience so much with her. So by the time Maeve was old enough to take her to story time, it was virtual because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And then they switched to in-person, but you had to pre-register and it basically immediately filled up Yeah, and I could never get a spot. So now it is back to where it's in-person and you can just walk in. And I have been so impressed with the librarians running it and the format. They, the two librarians that have been doing it are just such the perfect temperament and personalities Mm -hmm. for it super engaging and fun the story time kind of program is a great mix of songs with movement Mm -hmm. there's lots of movement breaks and fun songs and stuff and then three different stories and Maeve absolutely loves it her personality is great for it she has great you know listening skills and she's so engaged but she yeah but she loves to dance around and stuff so anyway We are just really loving that together. And I'm so happy that I have it in my life and Mm -hmm. I'm getting to experience it with her because I wasn't really sure for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's start. This is a big question, but sharing our experiences of becoming parents, including what we thought about how many kids we imagined having and how that turned out. That's actually a question we get a lot from listeners. So we wanted Mm -hmm. to bring it to the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, I actually never wanted kids growing up. Mm. I was... Mostly just scared of pregnancy. Okay. And like you remember just yes, having like that thought. I had nightmares about being pregnant. I still do sometimes wow. about being pregnant. I think like the physicality of it really yeah. scares me, um, which is just so interesting because it turns out that wasn't an option. And yeah. so it was like, uh, it's just so strange that it worked out that way. But I never really wanted kids or I just thought, okay, we'll be, you know, that childless couple that travels and does whatever. And we were for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were married for it was our 10th anniversary right after we got the girls. So I, we had moved out to Arizona and I was teaching elementary school and I kind of wanted to quit, but I was kind of waiting to get pregnant Mm. because I always, I always knew if I had kids, I couldn't, for me personally, I didn't think I could teach and have kids. It was just teaching is such a demanding job. And I was like, that's a I'm already giving my energy all day to somebody else's kids and then coming home to your own. I just didn't feel good about that. And so I always knew that if I had kids, I would want to stay home probably if that was an option. 
And I also, the, the whole reason that we got to that point was I, we were watching Parenthood mm-hmm. at the time, that series, and it was making me so emotional every mm-hmm. single time. And I mean, that show is emotional anyways, but it was like, why is this hitting me so hard? And I think I just started paying attention to those tears and it was really the adult interactions mm. with their parents and their siblings like later on in life that was getting to me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how, okay, if I decide now not to have kids or have a family, then that means I won't have that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much ever about like baby fever or wanting to be pregnant or wanting to adopt even. It was like, I want a family in the future. Mm. And that means I would need to start that mm-hmm. <laughs> sooner than later. And so we did try for a little while. It, um, We found out that that was going to be basically impossible for us without IVF. And that mm-hmm. was just not a road that either one of us really wanted to go down because mm-hmm. I was, you know, very open to adoption. Jeremiah was not quite as excited about it as I was at first, but got there pretty quickly. And I think the process of trying was important in that it showed us how much we wanted it. Hmm. Because then when that, when we found out there was a legitimate issue with fertility, it was like, oh, I didn't realize I'd be this upset. So that really clarified for us, like, yes, the end goal of a family is something we both really want. And we decided to adopt instead. And we knew, I always knew that I would want to or more if I was having Mm -hmm. kids and I wanted them to have siblings. And so we actually just decided to adopt um, siblings from foster care. So it was one adoption Mm -hmm. and we would, you know, they could keep that connection because it's such a high need um, in the foster care world of people not being willing to take more than one at a Mm -hmm. time. And so we actually really liked that idea. And I weirdly always imagined having boys, mostly because we have all girls on both sides of the family. (laughs) Otherwise all my, my side is all nieces. There's seven grandkids on that side and they're all girls and then jeremiah's side has two girls and one boy like and he was like the last one to come along so i just i guess i assumed like statistically maybe (laughs) we'll have some boys thrown in here at some point but then we got a call about two girls in um february of 2015 and we had gone through the whole adoption process and certification the year before We brought the girls home for good in March of 2015, and then we officially adopted them after a rough Mm. almost two years Mm. (laughs) of a lot of ups and downs of the of the foster care system. Um, But they were officially lads in December of 2016. So that's that's where we're at. And they were one and three when they came to us. Okay. Wow. Okay. well. Different than you, I did have that experience of always knowing that I wanted to be a mom. Mm -hmm. I can just think back to being a teenager that just was always there, like never a question Mm -hmm. for me. And I remember feeling like I always imagined having a daughter, I Mm -hmm. think. I mean, wanting, I always knew I wanted more than one child. And I loved the idea of having a boy too, because in my family, it's me and my sister. And so a boy seems kind of foreign and different. (laughs) Novel. Yes. (laughs) So that would be exciting to have. But I kind of always imagined I would want to have a daughter as well. Even before Chris and I got married, we both knew that we wanted families Mm -hmm. and wanted to have kids. And so that was never a question between the two of us. And I I remember we would have these conversations before we were ready to have a baby, but have these conversations about our future family. And I think we both knew we wanted at least two kids for any child of ours to have a sibling. But I remember having almost these giddy thoughts or conversations like, but wouldn't three just be wild, but also <laughs> kind of awesome? Yeah, you know? like crazy. Yes. <laughs> um, Chris comes from a family with three kids mm-hmm. and I having come from a family with two kids, I was just always in awe of families with yeah, three or more so kids. exotic. Yes. <laughs> and I think just at the time or the place where I grew up, just all the families had two kids. Yeah. That like was the just, standard. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so three just seemed like so out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward a few years, we did have two kids, our two boys, and intentionally very close together. We'll talk about their age spacing in a little bit. And getting pregnant happened quickly for us. So that Mm -hmm. ended up just happening Mm -hmm. when we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. I do remember after Cedric was born and he was born at the end of December, 2014, we just definitely had our hands full. Yeah. Dash was not quite two when he was born. We had a baby. I was working full time. Yeah. I just couldn't even 
even approach the question or the actual thought of having another baby, but I also couldn't fully put to rest the question of, of whether are or not. Are we done? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So I remember being kind of caught there, but it was like, you know, we don't have to answer that question right now. There's plenty to focus on yeah. right in front of us, <laughs> you know? I will say Chris was always on board with having another baby. He is a more is more kind of a guy. More the merrier. And I love that about him Mm -hmm. because where I can be sort of more hesitant, he Mm -hmm. can get me excited and Mm -hmm. reassure me like it's going to be okay, you know. Mm -hmm. So I really, really love that. Ultimately, after many conversations with friends, many reflections, many conversations with Chris, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I ultimately arrived at the decision that I did want to have another baby because I just could not completely feel at peace saying that I was done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's re- almost like the inverse gets exactly. you to that point sometimes. Yes. And really once I allowed myself to fully kind of to fully imagine that, cause I think almost I like wasn't fully mm-hmm. letting myself even think it was a mm-hmm. possibility. It kind of felt intimidating mm-hmm. or I, I don't know, just, just to imagine felt that like you were committing a little bit yeah. too much to imagine it. But once I, really did imagine it and let myself do that, I felt at such peace with that. That's cool. So a few months later, I was pregnant. And when we found out we were having a girl, it was the best thing ever. That is one of my favorite days ever when we found out we were having Maeve Uh. and Maeve is the perfect addition and final installment to our family. (laughs) And I do feel so grateful truly every day that I get to have the three kids that I always kind of hoped for and that I'm getting to raise boys and a girl. Yeah, that is a cool experience. Now, Erica, if you will join me in revisiting (laughs) the little years. Do I have to? Yes, you do. I'm dragging you back. You're dragging me back. I'm already living them since I have a toddler. So yes, I am dragging you back for a little bit, friend. So now that you have some distance, let's talk about what perspective do you have on that time of becoming a mom and you became a mom with toddlers. So that's that's unique. What was hard? What did you love? And what, if anything, would you have done differently? All right. Obviously, the usual things like the tantrums and the irrationality and the screaming and the potty training and all of that, all of those things that you would imagine would be hard about toddlers are hard. And in fact, they're probably even harder than you think they might be once you're, I mean, honestly, just the daily, you know, in and out of that and the, the physical work required even and the exhaustion is real. And so if you are there, you're not imagining it. It is very hard. And it was for me too. I feel like you're talking to me directly. Oh, like, Look you're, into my eyes. Like Kelsey, you're doing a good job. It that. is really hard. Even if you've done it before, yes. it's really hard. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that is like my disclaimer. And then on top of that, I think one thing that was really, really hard for me was just the overall sensory onslaught mm. of becoming a parent, especially going from zero kids to a one and a three-year-old in your house. I mean, that was wild. Talking, mess making. Aware, judging even. (laughs) You know, I've always had a little judgy one. So she, like I, when I think about that, it is bananas to me that I went from zero to two toddlers. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. That is. Um, And I think the, the other hard part about that on a deeper level was parenting through this really independent pulling away phase, like the first time they're doing Mm. that in their life without the benefit of previous attachment. Right. While you're trying to form an attachment. Yes. That's real tricky with where they're at developmentally and where, you know, where they need to be in terms of parental attachment, which honestly they did beautifully at. Mm. And I was so grateful that we didn't have more attachment issues, but that's just a tricky balance and you're doing it all without the benefit of already having established a connection of being head over heels in love with them since birth mm-hmm. of having the snuggly newborn years. And so you're just like, I literally just met you and you are flinging poo at me. <laughs> like it is, but it is, I can't, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. And then on top of that, um, just being in the middle of a really stressful adoption that was in yes. all of the ups and downs. I mean, yes. there's, Tons of reasons for that, but it was a lot of unexpected hurdles and things that we just didn't think were going to be an issue became an issue in terms of legalities and whatever. And so I just think my biggest challenge was really regulating myself when Mm -hmm. you are in that kind of crisis mode, like 
I don't know if they're going to get to stay. I don't know. Mm. But then you have to go fill up a sippy cup and, mm. you know, Deal pour some goldfish and tantrum. Yeah, it's just this very strange dichotomy. So that was all what was really hard for me. Um, I loved how freaking cute they were. Oh, yes. Oh, like, my gosh. The pigtails and the whale spouts and the freaking overalls and the baby Chuck Taylors. Like, I. Oh, I could bite. I could literally bite. And I do miss that so much. Anytime I have an opportunity to buy for a toddler, I'm just like, oh, the squishy toddler years. (laughs) So I do miss that when they would let me do their hair, however, and let them, you know, they had their toddler opinions, Uh but I was in charge of the cute outfit. Your girls always had the cutest toddler hair. And they let me just, oh, I did it multiple times a day. I loved it so much. They'd wake up from nap and I'd redo their hair because I'm like, you look so stinking cute. I can't. I can't. I need to send Maeve to hair camp with you. Oh, I loved it so much. (laughs) So that is what I just really miss. I mean, even just little voices and stuff like Mm -hmm. we were watching old videos and um, you know, it's interesting too, because it took a little while before we could think of those times as memories Yeah, where like, I didn't have any baby memories of mm, them. And right. so then it was even older until it was like, oh, I can look back on some parenting, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't really think until they were school age, we fully appreciated how little they were when we got them still. Yeah. Cause it was like starting it. I was already behind, right. you know what I mean? Mm. So that is what I miss. Um, if I could do it over or what I would have done differently is I, I do think like, how would it be to parent a toddler in a different circumstance? Like mm-hmm. without all the ambient stress yes. other than just like the normal toddler stuff. Um, I definitely would have relaxed. Mm-hmm. I would have told myself to relax about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but all new moms probably right. would give that advice. I would have ignored so much mm-hmm. in the toddler years that I constantly keyed in on and like, I would have not entered every fight I was invited to. Gotcha. And like Julia invited me to a lot of squabbles. And I was like, okay, you, you want to go? RSVP'd yeah, yes. I RSVP'd, yes. And I just, you just don't have, I didn't have the bandwidth. I didn't have the experience or the perspective to be like, this is, this does not matter. It does not mean she's going to turn into a bratty kid. It does right. like, it just right. feels so offensive yes. in the moment. And yes. so it's hard not to engage, but would have done that. I would have gotten therapy sooner, mm. consistent therapy. I did see a couple of people, but I didn't find like a great connection while you we were going through all of that. I possibly would have gotten anxiety medication mm. sooner because mm-hmm. um, I just kept trying to white knuckle everything. Yeah. And I think if you are feeling not okay, it's okay to say that and get the help you need to feel okay, mm-hmm. not just think, oh, when this happens, then I'll feel better. Right. Um, I would tell myself how temporary all those phases are because mm. there is a tendency to feel like, is this my life now? Are yes. we for real? Am I arguing about, you know, putting on shoes and like, am I just wiping butts? Consist- it just feels like this is my life. I right. feel like a shell of a human right oh. now. And it really does change so quickly, but you can't know that till you've yes. been through it. And so yes. just hang in there. It gets better. It gets so much better. <laughs> and then it gets hard in different ways, but that part right. gets better. Right. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate hearing hearing all of that because I am kind of experiencing the both. I have raised my boys past toddlers, so I can look back at that yeah. with perspective and have a lot of that wisdom. But I am in the trenches so in it. also yeah. with Maeve. And so it is interesting. I definitely have more of that perspective, but even knowing it, mm-hmm. it definitely is still hard. Mm-hmm. So many of the toddler things that you mentioned, one thing that I'm just noticing so much on my days at home with Maeve, there is no A to B. Yeah. It is A to C to D to E, 15 steps later, yep. you're We're about to get to B, I want a snack. Mm-hmm. And then you're detoured mm-hmm. again. And I think that for me, who loves efficiency, yeah. yeah. And oh, there's nothing efficient about a toddler. nothing efficient, and especially when... I'm trying to do something you asked me to do. Yes. You want to go or to the park? Or it's you. Great. You got to put on pants. Yeah. <laughs> Some variety of pants, please. And then I am ready to yes. take you to the park. Yes. And the fact that it is an uphill battle to do things that are for them. Like it's not even yes. like I'm trying to do something for me. You're not trying to make her like sit still in <laughs> no. Sunday school or something. Like right. you're like, I'm taking you to the park for yes. the love of God. Yes. So I just find that like, <laughs> so the contradiction <laughs> yes. and the inefficiency so, so hard. 
The constant interruptions for sure. Just mm-hmm. needing to be constantly multitasking. Yeah. You know, Chris and I just, she will interrupt us, yell, oh. stop talking <laughs> when it's just like, quick, tell me as fast as you can. Like yes. we only have 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> and that just, that just feels so hard where I'm with people all day. I'm with Maeve all day. Mm-hmm. And yet I haven't had like an adult conversation, yeah. although I am talked out. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you haven't finished a whole thought all day long. Yeah. Right. But I don't have any energy Mm -hmm. left to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with Chris because I have talked. Especially a speed one before the toddler gets mad. Yes, exactly. Another thing that I'm finding and finding some perspective on having raised toddlers before, but knowing when to hold a boundary versus when to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. That is really tricky. It is hard. A boundary can often mean an imminent meltdown by holding yeah. a boundary. And you know, you know, you it's going know to happen. It's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be so unpleasant. So I just find myself always like asking this question of if this meltdown is worth it. Yeah. You know, is mm-hmm. it like long term? Is, are we playing the long game or right. the short game here? Right. Which and one is it? It's always a calculus. Yeah. And I, I just find that hard because I like in other areas of my parenting, I like to decide once. Yeah. Like this is kind of my response to this exactly. thing, right? Yeah. This is the structure. This is our family rule. Right. And with toddlers, it's a little squishy. Ooh, so squishy. <laughs> They're squishy. The They're rules are squishy. It's all Everything. squishy. Their messes are squishy. <laughs> but what I love, I wrote, OMG, toddlers are so freaking cute. They are, man. (laughs) It's what saves their lives, I swear. Oh my gosh. Just Maeve is so verbal and she will just look, look at you with her big brown eyes Mm -hmm. deep into your eyes Mm -hmm. and just say the most inconsequential things, but, but so earnestly. Yeah, so much love and passion. And I just love it. Like that she's having these she thinks these deep conversations yeah. with you, Aww. you know, and we're just talking about baby shark or right. whatever it is. <laughs> right. I just, I love that so much. She is so tiny, but she just, she has a plan. Yeah. She knows how she wants things to go. I love this particular scene of like, we'll be in the living room or the kitchen talking about something. And then she has an idea or she needs something. And just the, her, like the view of her just running yes, out of the room as yes. fast as she can with her little booty and her right. fast legs right. as fast as she can go. And it's like, where's she going? What's she about Such to go purpose. get? Such yeah. purpose. She comes back. Sometimes she comes back holding her whole step stool because yeah. she needs to get up to the counter yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. And anyway, that is just so cute. I am definitely loving toddler girl clothes Mm -hmm. and toddler hair when she will rarely let me do it. (laughs) We're working on that, but I am leaning in very hard to all of that. She just enjoying after having toddler boys. So I'm really enjoying that in terms of what I would do differently. I think what I know now that I didn't know as well then is that it's not your job to make your child happy all the time. So good. And I, I don't think I necessarily thought it was my job to make them happy all the time, but if they weren't happy, it felt like something was wrong. It felt like something that needed to be fixed. Yes. Yeah. And now I definitely have much more of a tolerance for some crying, for some Mm -hmm. meltdowns, knowing that they, that's how they find a boundary. Mm -hmm. That's how they work through their feelings. Mm -hmm. And, I can, and they're allowed to have them. They're allowed yeah. to have them. And I can let them have their feelings. I can be calm and loving and they can kind of learn mm-hmm. to self-regulate themselves. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I remember, and Maeve and Dash have a lot of similar personalities. Like I'm having some flashbacks yeah. to <laughs> Dash's toddlerhood uh-huh. and being like, oh, and I see why as a first time parent, this would have been so bewildering. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know? Because it's such an abrupt change even yes. too. Like all of a sudden they're this independent yeah. little like right. naysayer. Yes. <laughs> You're like, where did my sweet girl go? So many nays. Mm-hmm. And I would also have hired a sleep coach so oh, much earlier yes. for the Dash. Sleep. The sleep. The sleep. How could you make any kind of decision <sighs> about that with no sleep. I do not know. The sleep was a real struggle yeah. for Dash. It was a struggle for Maeve. And I will just say, I feel like if you haven't ever considered hiring a sleep coach, then you're then you're not in the place. <laughs> that, like, if you've never been like, can be. I will pay someone whatever amount what of money ever. it takes to get my kid to sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes. When I hear other people describe their sleep like, oh, I tried this or we do this and then they sleep. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't relate to that right. at all. That was not my experience. Despite all my best intentions, doing everything quote unquote mm-hmm. right, whew, my children had a hard time. So I'm so happy I did finally hire a sleep coach and that was very helpful and encouraging. Mm-hmm. So yes. <laughs> 
since becoming a mom, I'm curious, how has your parenting style changed or evolved? Um, I just think overall, I'm much calmer. Like you Mm -hmm. said, I have much more tolerance for the feelings. Mm -hmm. Not that that still is not very hard for me, but Mm -hmm. I've, I at least now like believe people (laughs) when they say that that's not a problem to be Mm -hmm. fixed. It just is what it is. You know, I feel like I railed against all of that for so long. And just until you've raised kids or begun to raise kids, even you just don't realize how crazy it can get. Yes. Like, like no but they're screaming Mm -hmm. and violent right now like what am I supposed to do about this I just tried to serve dinner yes and it feels like an emergency everything feels like an emergency yes it does and I think that the biggest change for me has been I just look at parenting as a long game now yeah and it felt so when when you're so involved when they're little in like literally keeping them alive the you're in charge of every single one of their needs. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to watch them 24 seven. It feels very hard to keep that perspective sometimes yeah. that, yeah. Hey, this is, this is not a, nothing here is a crisis, right? right? Like it just, right. it, for the most part, yes, there are obviously parenting crises, but this is not one of them. A kid having a meltdown is not one of them. You know, going through some difficult developmental phase is just a part of the deal. Mm -hmm. And it always feels like this unique emergency problem, and it's just (laughs) not. So that is a big thing that has changed for me is just realizing that it's a long game. And then I think another thing is working as a team more Mm -hmm. with Jeremiah. I think because it was so stressful the way we became parents, we also did a lot of dividing and conquering, which some of that was necessary, like please take this one. I'll take this one and we'll at least keep them alive for the next 24 Mm -hmm. hours. And I think we had to really work on, especially after the adoption, moving out of that like fight or flight constantly in this constant, you know, damage control mode and moving into how to be a parenting team, how to like work with our strengths and our weaknesses, how to quit looking at it as like every man for themselves (laughs) and more like it's us versus them. Yes. And then we're also a larger us as right. a team. And so how do we, instead of everybody just being like so hyper aware of their own needs, how can we work like a team? So mm-hmm. I think that that has improved quite a bit too mm-hmm. for us. For me, I think we've become more confident in our parenting style and choices. There's mm-hmm. still definitely a lot of navigating new situations mm-hmm. for sure. But I think that sort of the way we talked about how we would want to parent and set out to parent, and I would kind of briefly describe that as, I think we always talked about wanting to treat our kids with a lot of respect and understanding their individuality, wanting to have them feel that they have voice and autonomy as much as possible for their age. And I think that that is kind of a main theme of our parenting now, mm-hmm. but we had to figure out what that looks like right. but on like, the ground. How do you logistically exactly. do that? Yeah. So it's kind of like we had this goal of how to get there and we set out to do that, mm-hmm. but you just have to learn those yeah. skills along the way. And it varies kid to kid, mm-hmm. you know, and how Chris wants to implement it versus me, how we work together as mm-hmm. a team. And so, yeah, it really feels like we've kind of like grown into ourselves as parents. Like we always knew where we wanted to go, but we kind of had to figure out how to get yeah. there and yeah. like really feel confident in that. I just remember the experience when Dash was little, just not being sure if we were doing things in the best way or what would be yeah, most effective like second guessing everything. Exactly. And there are just so many different schools of thought and things that work great for one family or one kid mm-hmm. and you tried to implement them and it's like, is this working? Mm-hmm. Like, is this how it's supposed to be? And I will just say, Dash, oh my gosh, such a fantastic kid. I would say not an easy toddler. Like yeah. I wouldn't describe him yeah. as easy. And if that's your first one, It just is, you know, just can feel bewildering. A smidge (laughs) jarring. So now I feel like we do feel really confident in our approach and just kind of how, you know, how we go about things like that. Setting boundaries ahead of time, communicating those boundaries. If a rule or boundary is broken, we try to not assign consequences at the time. We try to return to it later when everyone's calmer, Mm -hmm. have a conversation, and at that time, assign consequences if needed. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that you cannot do with a toddler, right? You know, right. that, that doesn't work. So some of it, we just had to get past. Like I have to immediately phase. pick this child up so she doesn't run into yes, the street. <laughs> exactly. But that was just something that I remember feeling overwhelmed about second guessing ourselves a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, they had to kind of grow, but we kind of had to find our own way as mm-hmm. well. And now have an approach that feels 
like authentic and like what we want to mm-hmm. do. And that just, it feels good to feel confident right. in that right. too. Like I'm not second guessing all of yes. the things all the yes, time. Yes, exactly. So we both have same gender siblings who are close in age. Mm-hmm. Your girls are about how 19, far? 19, 19 months. months? Mm-hmm. Okay. And my boys are about 20 months apart. So let's talk about that a bit. What has been great and also hard about that age spacing with your kids? Okay. I'm sure if I would have birthed them that close together, I would have different thoughts on Mm. this, but it was kind of nice to be like, okay, one and done. Like we have Mm -hmm. one adoption. We, they, they kind of go through phases, you know, one right after the other for the most part, even though they might manifest differently, we're kind of out of diapers all within, Mm -hmm. you know, around the same amount of time. And we've moved on as a family. So it's not like this constantly like, well, I have one in diapers next, you know, every year for the next 10 years. (laughs) So it's just nice to be like, okay, we don't need a crib anymore. We Mm -hmm. don't need, so that was kind of nice activities to do with them Mm -hmm. that they enjoy are similar. I hear you talk about that with your kiddos where like, it's kind of hard with the older boys and then Maeve sometimes to find something that everybody likes, but that was never really Mm -hmm. an issue for us. They are best friends Mm -hmm. in a way that is like, how, how is that even like they just, they really are like, I love my sister and we are very, very close and we're also six years apart. So Mm -hmm. it just, there's just some things we never got a chance to bond over, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just see them with this shared language, with this like looking out for each other mm-hmm. and wanting each other there, even though they can also be like worst enemies, right. obviously. That part's more intense too, but it, it is really special, the connection that yeah. they have. Yeah. And on the negative side, everything, I feel like when they're the same gender and that close in age, everything can potentially be something to compete over. Yeah. In a way that I just don't even remember, you know, I'm within two years of my brother. And I just feel like we didn't fight over the same things Cause it was like, I don't care about your Legos or I don't care about your right. something else that he was into. Yeah. And so it didn't feel like everything was a competition and they just are so similar in their interests, but so different in their personalities yes. that everything is a potential clash. Right. So that is hard. The other thing that's interesting about like, yes, you get through the phases, you know, we're done with the toddler phase more all around the same time. But what else is hard is that like, you think you've gotten one kid through that phase and then Mm -hmm. here comes the other one. Right. Dun, dun, dun. And so it's nice because you're like kind of still in that headspace, Mm -hmm. but also you're like, ah, I don't have the energy for this right now. Yeah. So that is, it just feels intense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Intense is a good way to describe it. When I look back at pictures of how young Dash was when Cedric was born, the pictures of Chris holding barely out of babyhood dash yeah and a new infant cedric i am just truly in awe like I mean, how did we survive yes <laughs> and i think until, until you're past it and when it's your first you sort of don't realize how young they are like you yeah. were saying yeah. until you have that experience of looking back i mean dash was in diapers he couldn't even fully talk he called his brother deet deet yeah <laughs> he couldn't oh, even deet, say deet. his name which That's i know right. i still love that but just looking back was just yeah holy cow yeah I just remember it being such physically demanding work for those yeah. first couple of oh, years, man, having yeah. a toddler and having a baby. That first year after Cedric was born was probably one of the hardest that Chris and I have ever experienced just mm-hmm. for a few reasons, but definitely having those two very young kids. Mm-hmm. That is when we were just in survival mode yeah. and seeing each other out yep. on the driveway after yep. another day. But there are so many good things. Like you said, once we got past that survival time, the boys are I mean, such good friends, Mm -hmm. you know, nearly inseparable. Mm -hmm. They crave being together, even when they probably should take a break. It's like they're just like forced to take a break from each other. It's like they cannot be apart. In a way, I I don't feel like I was with my siblings. Yeah, I don't don't recall being that way either. But they've just played together and been each Mm -hmm. other's buddy their entire lives. Mm -hmm. So... Um, they do have a lot of similarities. They're both really physical. They enjoy being athletic. They've always been pretty interested in the same types of toys. Um, they have separate bedrooms now, but they often choose to sleep in the same room. Mm. And sometimes we'll just they'll just be in there just talking in yeah. their two beds, yeah. just talking to each other. And Chris and I are like, what are they talking about? Right. Like, it's just like so... Right cute it makes my heart so full and I just imagine them sharing an apartment in college you know like continuing to be best friends into adulthood so I just I really love that they are getting to have that relationship so I love watching that um some challenging things 
encouraging them to develop their separate interests and develop their separate interest at the same time that the other one doesn't feel left out. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Everything is like a scorekeeping. Yeah. You didn't include me. That's not fair kind of situation. It's like, well, I want to do that too. And it's like, no, you don't even really want to do that. Right. You know, or um, this will happen too, where one of them wants to do something but only wants to do it if the brother is going yep. to, but the brother doesn't really want to. Right. And and so that's really hard mm-hmm. too. I kind of, to that point, I remember after I quit my full-time job, I was home with Cedric a few days a week because he was still in preschool. And I remember feeling like I couldn't ever take him to do anything too fun oh, because right. Dash would find out about right. it. And he'd be like, well, I want to go to that place or I didn't right. get to go I got get ice lunch cream, out. Got ice exactly. cream or whatever. Yeah. So it's like so funny looking yeah. back on that because I don't feel that at all now with right. Maeve and so that's a big difference that I kind of had forgotten about mm-hmm. and it was like oh yeah I didn't do all of this stuff as much with Cedric because mm-hmm. I was always kind of like worried about keeping things fair right so that was interesting like I mentioned it's definitely hard for them to take breaks from each other mm-hmm. they'll just push each other's buttons and beyond Oh yeah, and, and it's just like the buttons have popped other, off. It's a give situation. each other some space. Wires are exposed, <laughs> so I definitely the intensity. I relate to that. Yes. I relate to that a lot with my boys. And then finally, really because of similar ages and interests, I think it what took us a longer time. Like it was harder to discern what kind of different parenting and discipline. Yeah, they I agree. Needed. And like their different love mm-hmm. languages. It was easy to treat them as a unit yes. often. It still is. Yes. It's easy to be like the girls, right. the girls, the girls. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I think back like when they were littler, I just like kind of envision them as this like noisy tumble of puppies. Right. You know, <laughs> right. It they're like, like its own entity. Yes, exactly. So not that we didn't see differences between the two of them, but when they are so close in age, you don't, it's harder to discern what's just being a toddler mm-hmm. versus what is like that they need something different, like a different differently. response from me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as they've gotten older, that's been easier to clue into, but still the same. I feel like they kind of need different discipline approaches Mm -hmm. but they're very aware of what's happening to the other and so they're doing that scorekeeping Mm -hmm. and so that I do feel like that's sometimes sometimes a challenge yep what have been the best resources and sources of support for you during parenthood okay I think we've talked about this before that I have kind of a hard time with parenting books Mm. like I just I think it's because parenting is so it's so all-consuming yes no matter what no matter how you parent that I have a hard time wanting to like read more about it. Agree. Agree. <laughs> and then I also feel like a lot of these books are just extra noise mm. when you already are second guessing yourself as a yeah. new parent and everything already feels really raw right. and you're already like sifting through too many opinions and thoughts. And yeah. so I just have, I have not found that to be the most helpful. I think therapy has been huge. Mm, and because yeah, I, too. I would just say any way that you can work on yourself, because mm-hmm. that's 90% of yeah. parenting. Yes. Unfortunately, kids will hold up a mirror to you like nothing else, I feel like. And I, I think that f- therapy, friends going through the same thing. Yes. Or having recently gone through it or, you know, someone who can give you a little bit of hindsight advice, I think is so helpful. And then being able to laugh about it. Mm. In fact... I now know that a big benchmark for how I'm doing and how I'm handling a stressful season is, can I still laugh about Mm. it? And if I can't, I probably need some more support or something needs to give. And so I think when it got to those points with the girls, I just wish I would have kind of known that more. Like Mm -hmm. if I can no longer laugh about it, because this is objectively hilarious. She just peed all over the floor. Like that's just funny. But I'm so mad and so overwhelmed and so frazzled that I can't even laugh about it. And that is just not me. And so that has been, it just is a big release too, you know? And then I will I will mention a couple of Instagram accounts that I really, really love, partly because it gives you that tips and tricks in bite-sized mm-hmm. ways and in, in some less academic language sometimes. Gotcha. I feel like sometimes I tune that out when I'm like, no, but I want to talk smack about my kids. Right. Like I need to vent or I need you to, I need to hear something with some grit from you. So I know you get it. You know yes. what I mean? That's like relating on an everyday yeah, level. Like a girlfriend type level. So I love Mary Van Geffen on Instagram. I love Destiny Ann and we'll link to these with the actual, you know, their handles or whatever. And then attachment nerd I have just found. And okay. I just think 
Those three ladies in particular, they all focus on gentle parenting and attachment, but in that way that's like, no, I get it. It mm-hmm. is hard right. sometimes to calm yourself when your kids are freaking out. Yep. Or what and I just find it very helpful little pep talks. I will save a lot of their reels or whatever in like a little parenting folder on Instagram that if I'm just having a hard day, I will go through that. I'll like lock myself in the bathroom and just go through that like, okay. I need a reminder that yeah. this is normal. I need a pep talk right now. And oh, I have found that idea. to be really helpful. Oh, I like that. I want to get that going for me. Okay. I I feel similarly about parenting books. Just when you've been in it all day, reading mm-hmm. is my escape and my relaxing. And I do find it very hard to make the time. To want to. Right. Yeah. That, that doesn't feel like an escape. It's just more staying in, in my day. But I have a few that I have enjoyed. So I do feel like I can recommend these okay. if you want to try some parenting books. The How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. Mm-hmm. And they also have a little kids version, How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen. That one I I did find helpful. Also, Parenting Without Power Struggles. Mm-hmm. I listened to that one and that was really helpful, especially since I do have at least one kiddo that wants to engage in power mm-hmm. struggles. And I just found that to be so validating yeah. and did get some some good strategies for for navigating Mm -hmm. that in the way that I want to parent. And then I remember loving years ago, Simplicity Parenting, but I will give the caveat that I have not reread it in years. Okay. So I Were you a parent yet when you read it? I I might've even, I can't remember. Aspirational. It it might've been aspirational. I feel like it does touch on kind of minimalism and things like Mm -hmm. that. And so it might kind of come, combine that in there and I'm into that, but I have not read it in a long time, okay. but I'll mention that. So it might be one to try. Okay. Podcasts for sure. Mm-hmm. That often felt mm-hmm. like talking to yes. another mom friend, a girlfriend, or especially the podcast where they were a bit ahead of you in yeah. parenting and yeah. could give that wisdom. So definitely the mom oh, hour for sure. was yep. such a companion to me, mm-hmm. continues to be a companion. Also the What Fresh Hell podcast. Yes. Um, Speaking I, of laughing. Yes. They are so good about laughing about topics and I just like to browse or sometimes if I'm going through something, just go back through and like, what did they have to say about toddlers? Like, right. Let's, right. let's tune into that mm-hmm. one. Also, the blog Cup of Joe, which I know I've mentioned, but I have just loved her writing on motherhood over the years from just from lots of different angles, whether it was something a little bit of a deeper topic or book recommendations or a little tip to try. Her approach to parenting feels aligned with mine. Mm -hmm. And I've always liked reading what she Mm -hmm. had. And that just felt very digestible. Like it's not a whole book, but just a little, like you said, like a little tip or a little thinking about it for a minute. And I think you do need to find, I think we almost need to give ourselves permission you, you have your parenting as yourself. Yeah. You don't have to become somebody else right. to be a good parent. Right. And so I think it's important and okay to go find parenting advice that resonates with you that you're like, okay, that's a similar personality. I mm-hmm. feel like what's important to me is important to her. And it's, it's not that if someone gives you some other advice that that means that advice is bad or your way is bad. It just is not going to mesh with you because you you have to be yourself in your parenting. Yes, that is definitely something that I think how I have grown as a parent over time, like recognizing just because something works for someone else Mm -hmm. or because they're so passionate about this approach, I I can say good for you, not for me. And 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 that counts in parenting too. Yes, definitely. And finally, like you mentioned, but friends, especially in-person friends, Mm -hmm. when you can just vent or compare Mm talking about parenting, I think both it's validating to hear that people are going through the same thing mm-hmm. or hearing about struggles that other people have and realizing like, Oh, it, like I don't, I don't have, yeah, I don't have I'm that, grateful in, to a, not have that yes, in a way going. that you see like, okay, that thing is not hard for me. Right. And I can appreciate that these other things right. are going well. I just always find that kind of like get you out of your head right. a little bit and see the whole picture, Yeah, which totally. it can be hard to see the whole picture sometimes. Well, and I think along those lines too, something else that I just found helpful, especially in those toddler years, this is becoming a toddler episode. Can sure you tell is. we think that's tough? <laughs> um, I sometimes would need to just be around other adults with my kids because I needed Mm. to see them through somebody else's eyes. Oh yeah. Like I needed to be reminded of how cute they were. I needed to be reminded of like, Oh yeah, my kid used to do the same thing or whatever. It's like, you can't get the perspective. You lose the forest or the trees sometimes like you just, so that was so helpful for me sometimes to just, like you said, hang out with you in the driveway, Mm -hmm. see how other kids act, see how mine are acting. Right just have you compliment their outfit. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing that good. Like, you know, you just need that, 
that getting out of your own head a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Since becoming a parent, what have you learned about yourself? Well, I am much more introverted than I thought. Mm. I knew I was introverted and liked to stay home and like to, um, I knew that I was, I recharged alone, but I didn't know exactly how introverted I was until I had little humans who have no regard for any of that. No. And, you know, you kind of develop a rhythm with your partner and stuff and they kind of know when to leave you alone, when to give you space, all of that. And kids just blow that all apart. And so I have learned that I need a lot more alone time than I thought. And I need to be able to count on it. Mm. I think that's another thing. I can't just wait for it to happen. Yes. I need to know when my next alone time is happening. Yeah. Totally. And that that can help me get through some really tough times. I have learned I have clinical anxiety Mm. and I did not know that because it didn't really manifest. I wouldn't say in, at least in the ways that I thought of anxiety Mm -hmm. being more like worrying and nervous. It really was more irritability and anger Mm -hmm. and kids are really good at triggering those things as well. And so until I really felt like I could not control it, sometimes I was like, Oh, and then I heard someone else explain it that way. It kind of, so it's that mirror that they held up to Mm -hmm. me like, Oh, you're really kind of struggling with this. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned I am fiercely protective of the people I love, Mm, which I also kind of knew, but nothing brings that out quite like having kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and I no longer like groups of kids who are not my own, oh, which is so okay. weird because I was a teacher, a teacher, but I don't like a kid birthday party. I don't want to volunteer on the class field trip. Like I, and, and I can like individual kids who yeah. aren't my own or like some smaller, you know, group time with them, but like a large group of children, mm-hmm. whether my kid is in it or not, I'm like, no, no, I don't have the, I don't have it in me. Like I just... Ew, my own kid is doing enough to, you know what I mean? Like it just, I just don't have the bandwidth anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. That's so funny. So I have learned so much about myself and I really feel like I grew in like into myself, my Mm. adult self since becoming a parent. I had Dash when I was 29. I was also newly into the first job that I truly enjoyed. So just that timeline was just kind of synonymous with kind of settling a lot of things like getting into yourself yeah exactly so that's just kind of interesting and yeah kids give you a lot of opportunities to (laughs) to learn or kind of force it yeah you know you kind of have to figure Mm -hmm. some things out so learning about myself that I thrive in simplicity and like you said having a lot of time to recharge by myself Mm -hmm. I need quite a lot yeah you know like maybe more than other people but knowing that that's okay And, you know, those things can be hard to come by as a parent. Mm -hmm. So learn that I have to create them. Yeah. I have to put that time in my calendar. I have to coordinate with Chris. Mm -hmm. Like it just takes that extra effort. Mm -hmm. It's not, no one's just going to hand you three uninterrupted hours. And you don't recognize it right away because that was what was happening before. Right. Your husband might go do something with his friends and And you have an uninterrupted five hours and it just doesn't happen anymore with kids. Yes, exactly. So that takes a while. Also realizing that I am my best parent self my best self and my best parent self when I have a plan and things are prepared. Okay. I can do the moment to moment parenting Mm -hmm. and often have to do that Mm -hmm. with Maeve, but that's not when I feel like I am just my best self. Mm -hmm. So anything I can do for myself to set myself up to parent with a plan ahead of time really helps me Mm -hmm. having a lunch made, even with we're at home, having a lunch made for myself or a snack, an easy snack to grab for myself, knowing the day before what we'll do when Mm -hmm. I just really notice a difference in kind of my, where I am mentally same with that. And the last thing is learning about myself that I love to work. Yeah, I I no longer wanted to work at my full time job and I did leave that job, but that was more about the like the work itself and Mm -hmm. not working. Mm -hmm. And I think since that time, continuing to work on this podcast, on my blog, Mm -hmm. I am so thankful that I've had the opportunity to be at home and to be flexible while my kids were little. So, so thankful for that. But I'm also just realized that I am excited to look forward to having more work time as yeah. Maeve goes to school yeah. more and just realizing that is something that truly brings me happiness and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You feel like yourself. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a big look back. Are you going to be so excited to see your tween girls yes. and not your toddler girls? We're in it. You're in it on both ends I there. Really and am. that is a, that is no joke friend, but <laughs> I, yes, I, I need the perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine what I would tell my, you know, my yes. past self now. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to obsessions. What are you obsessed with lately? 
So I am obsessed with holiday decorating. Now you might say, Erica, when weren't you obsessed with holiday decorating? We know that. But I really had pared it down to, I only really decorated for like the season of fall Mm -hmm. and Halloween and then Christmas. Okay. And I didn't have any interest in doing, you know, changing things up more often than that. I think I also didn't have the bandwidth when the kids were littler Mm -hmm. and I was, or when I was teaching even, it's like you do so much of that seasonal changing of things for elementary school. And it was like, I just didn't have any left. But I am really, really loving. I think I talked about how much homey energy I've had yes. lately. And I realized it brings me so much joy to change things up more regularly than that. Okay. It's not just the Christmas season. It's the fact that my house feels different and I've yes. got a new something to look at. And I've, you know, pick up a few little pieces that are new and fun. And it's just like the novelty of it. Mm-hmm. And what a big um, creative outlet that is for me. So I'm decorating again for like Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day oh. and... Not in cheesy ways, but ways that feel very me and make my house feel cheery. And it's made a big impact on how I'm living in my house. And I just, I'm I'm glad to be back to it. I love that so much. Rediscovering. That's lovely. Well, I am obsessed with going on family hikes. Okay. We have been on a few family hikes. There. I know. You have made it. And I'm so proud of us because we are doing these with a toddler in tow. A toddler who wants nothing to do with that hiking backpack. Oh, no, that no. She can ride She's going to walk. Thank you very much. She is going to walk or <laughs> she wants you to carry her. So we're not going far, but I am so proud of us for getting out there. Yeah. The boys have had great attitudes because that has been a thing before years ago. I think we've gone out for mm-hmm. hikes. Just the attitudes were such that it was not fun yeah. and sort of like, for we, anyone. Don't, we don't need to do this again anytime <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> so I'm so, I'm so proud of them and I'm just... Yeah, kind of knowing that we're in this time when we're going to go slow and not far, but seeing where where we're going to head. And I will just share for anyone local or if you're going to visit two great places near us where we have had good family hikes, our Usury Mountain yes. Regional Park. So beautiful. And they even have a little, a couple little places in there where kids can play. Oh, I don't like, know if there's a couple there. little places in there where there's like some fun playground equipment that kind of looks like a cactus. What? And Yeah. We mm-hmm. haven't found that. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have to go discover that. And also Lost Dutchman State Park. Yeah. So we've been going early Sunday mornings and being out outside as a family that is definitely like a favorite parenting experience yeah. and where I feel like I shine as a mom yeah. getting everyone outside talking about birds I'm talking about how these plants are adapted to the you're, desert you're like look at me yes, Ranger like, Rick yes a Girl Scout <laughs> troop leader I will say the key take a lot of snacks like oh more snacks three than to five you times need. more basically pack as if you are like are going to feed your family for three days <laughs> and that's how many snacks that your children will eat um be prepared to take lots of breaks and just keep expectations low. Yeah. Basically, we get out there and if we get on the trail, I tell Chris, I'm already having a great time. Yeah. If we turn around right now, it was a success. <laughs> Someone runs into a cactus in the next 30 seconds, it's fine. Yes. We're, we've got yes. this. Check. Also, maybe bring a first aid. First aid Especially kit. in the desert. Yes. You never know. There have been some encounters with cactus. <laughs> it's easy to Sometimes do Sometimes they have to learn the hard way. Yes. Okay, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening and looking back at parenting with us. You can find us in between episodes on Instagram. We are Hi Girls Next Door. The show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. We tried for a couple of years before that and okay, because, but, oh, so because you we had decided yeah, that on. you wanted kids. Back it, up. Back it up. Back it up, lad. Okay. Yeah. It um <laughs> I literally <laughs> don't know start. where to start. Okay. How do you even start? <laughs>